1: Okay, so the
2: episode's over. I missed the preview. That's right. Someone just said uh, that um, Andaman said, next oh. week. I, I forgot. I'll have to look at that on YouTube later. Yeah,
1: yes. We'll have to check out the preview. I, I have not seen it either because I've been in here. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be crazy. I was really surprised by the one for this week because they revealed the time jump and everything. The one thing I'll say that I'm sure is in the preview is Damon Targaryen. We'll have a different haircut next week.
0: Yeah. So, how do we feel
1: about that? I, I
0: am ready. i so excited.
1: Yeah, Natalie. <laughs> I think I think that I brought
2: this up earlier. By the way, I'm dancing, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> All the Targaryens have long hair. Just like, did they not know what a short haircut was in medieval times? Like, surely someone got the idea at some point. I'm I if I were a wig master on this show, I <laughs> would. Is that what the job's called? i don't see why not or wig mistress whatever i'm more of an effort to let's save on some weird platinum blonde human hair and make some shorter wigs and say that a couple of these people they just like it close cropped like not everyone needs to be (laughs) like
1: inches down to the small
2: of your back you know
1: in my opinion in my opinion yeah that's fair i i think throughout this show you're probably going to get your wish But not over much because long hair is elegant in the Middle Ages. I just love Daniel saying things
2: like, You're probably going to get your wish. You may or may not see this happen. It might happen this
1: way. It might happen that way.
0: Like you don't know.
1: I think it's the cutest thing. You may see people with shorter hair in House of the Dragon. It's possible. The episode
2: is now over, and Andaman loved it. I liked it a lot too. This, this is, I can't tell if I like it more than the premiere, but I thought it was better than the second one. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I, I watched it because because we're all so special. We all got the screens ahead of time, so we'd all watch this a couple of days before, mm-hmm. which we hit first: uh the Stepstones War or the the Big old Hunt. Oh,
1: man, I don't know. <laughs> I mean. Maybe the Stepstones work step because, I, yeah, I, that's where the action was at. I loved yes. the Kingswood, but I think the Stepstones are what people are going to be talking about the Julie most did. from this. Julie
2: loved it. My goodness. It's hard to cheer for Damon, but go Damon. Oh, good question. And, and she asked, who has the silver gray dragon? Julie. Is that it hard was, to cheer for Damon? I He's a toxic piece of crap. Yeah, um, but also a wonderfully um, compelling know. character. By the way, I had another person bring up House of the Dragon unprompted over the weekend that who didn't know what I did. Just I'm so happy about that. Nice. And Julie asks, uh, who was on the Silver <laughs> Gray Dragon? Julie, uh, that dragon was Sea Smoke. And that was Laenor Valerian, Corlys Valerian's son. I wondered that too.
1: Yep. So we got our first new dragon. This, this, I mean, first new dragon. We're three episodes yeah. in, but like we saw Caraxes and Cyrax in the premiere. This is oh. the first one since the premiere where we've gotten a new dragon. And yeah, Sea Smoke. I'm glad Sea Smoke and Lanor got their moment in the sun. That was pretty cool. He's kind of like a, a almost the more classic Drogon design. Yeah, gonna have one. Like
2: Natalie, when you saw that. Did you know like who that was? Because I watched that scene and I was like, "Wait, who's that guy?" And I read the book.
0: Not on the first watch. <laughs> I was trying to like squint and mm-hmm. try to figure it out. He does like a big like woohoo! So I was like, "All right, maybe this is someone younger." I don't know context clues, um, but the second time I was like, "Okay, I yeah. believe that is." Lenor. so you you confirmed what I thought, but the dragon I had no idea who that was.
2: As as Julie says, I thought only Targaryens were dragon riders. Remember, Julie? Yeah. Technically, lenor is the son of Rhaenyss Targaryen and Corlys Velaryon, uh-huh. so you know you can pass it on down. The mother, the 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 dragon riding genius yeah. is in there somewhere. You you it, it it can work. Um, that last sequence was really fun. I really yeah. it was um it was cool to have like this kind of long, slow, talky bit. That still had a lot of fun sets in, in, in the Kingswood and then end it with a no talking at all, just almost like hypnotic yes. battle sequence yeah. that I'm not like, I was wondering like, where did the army and the dragon come from? Like the crab feeder, like looks up and doesn't say anything. It's like, yeah, you go, you go get them. But I, I didn't really care that much. I mean, just, there's something so fun about anybody. Damon Targaryen, just one lone guy fighting like 18 million ninjas, jumping off people kick flipping getting stabbed (laughs) with arrows the music's going we don't need dialogue we just kind of see him in his it's like a force of nature going at it oh it's it's just exciting to watch and i'm well what do you think should i be concerned about the logistics or should i just let it go Uh,
1: natalie (sighs)
2: what are your thoughts you
1: go first
0: I say, let it go. I felt the same way. I was like, I guess there was a scene that we didn't really have to see that might have happened. I don't know, because Damon reads the letter, storms off and goes (laughs) and does it. So it doesn't seem like there was any plan going on. Uh, But I chose to ignore it because that scene was just epic. I think it's my favorite of the show so far. I had chills the entire time when Damon was about to go run. I was like, run, 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 like yelling at my computer so it still worked for me and i'm yeah. just to ignore it
2: when i watched it, I, I was like is he gonna make it all the way to the crab feeders beat the entire army by himself i thought that too <laughs> and will i be yeah. all right with it and no that didn't happen but i mean they did say like when someone to draw out the crab feeder and mm-hmm. i mean it, it was also my second i'm like Vayman's yeah. like well that would, that would need to be a madman who would be crazy to do that and it's like <laughs> it's like, okay, Damon, like here comes daemon his dragon like oh i don't know who's a crazy person it could possibly be. and of course the bit where he gets the letter from daddy brother viserys saying like yes, i'm going I to help that. you and gets so mad that he beats a man with his own <laughs> helmet just so wrong so inappropriate but just so characteristic that is kind of from the book it's for a different piece of bad news where he just shoots the messenger whatever the equivalent it is But he does do that in the book and he would because he is just uh, just horrible. But um, I did get it and I got immediately that it was, yeah, he wanted to do this himself. And he's so mad that daddy brother has to bail him out. He's so mad. He's willing to just beat up an innocent messenger. Literally, they invent the phrase, don't shoot the messenger because (laughs) of Damon Targaryen
1: right now. That's where (laughs) it comes from. That's the scene. Yeah. I think with the logistics, it, it reminded me a little bit of Battle of the Bastards. So not in terms of the scope, because obviously Battle of the Bastards is enormous, mm-hmm. but because a lot of like armchair, like military strategists were like Battle that of is. the Bastards, like that didn't make sense. Why did they charge? Blah, blah, blah. Um, that Those arguments were all over the internet for years. And this is similar in that Battle of the Bastards wasn't really about the strategy as much as it was about the emotional journey of like Jon Snow and Ramsay and their back and forth. And this, like, it's about Damon's emotional going off the deep end. Like, that's what this battle is about. So I I feel like the logistics, they might bug me a little bit, but it's just not even like the crab feeder is such a nothing dude. He had it coming. We're on to bigger and better things, and we just needed a cool scene to wrap it all up. (laughs) I did like
2: that at the end of the day, the crab feeder had no lines. He never <laughs> took off his mask. Like, because I was kind of wondering like, can they make this guy who was like a literal footnote in the books an interesting villain? And they said, our strategy is don't even try. It. Yeah. Like, no, the answer is no, we can't. And we're not going to attempt it. It's pretty much. So, like, I actually think that's a good choice. Like, If you know you're not going to be able to make him into like a complex villain, why should you bother? Just like turn him into this more kind of stand for something elemental kind of face, literally faceless wickedness and just let that ride. I I thought that worked pretty nicely. How about you, Natalie? Did you like crab? Are you hungry? I'm kind of hungry.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I love
2: crab cakes.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I did not know who he was before last week, um, mm. but I think I think they did a good job. He was creepy enough. Like have him have have him be yeah <laughs> a tiny, tiny subplot. And then we're moving on. Cool. He was really, really creepy. So I think it worked for what they did with him. And then we're good to do something else. Yeah,
2: I like that. I I, I like that. They just side- sidestep the question of is he interesting? Like, no, it doesn't matter. That's the answer. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think they kind of had this this it's interesting to see with like mm-hmm. what they're choosing to focus on in this season, nice. because like I didn't really care that much about the stepstones in the book. Like it did feel like a footnote. It's like, oh, this is what Damon and Corlys Valerian were off doing in this time. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, I think it was nice that they kind of just glossed over it. We get that fun opening scene where he's nailing a dude was at, cool. to a stake. And then Damon's dragon, Caraxes, comes <laughs> and the guy's like, yay, Damon. That and then the, the good dragon good. just stepped on him. I, I, I remember watching him thinking, like,
2: they're focusing on this guy way too much. And they're they're like catching him <laughs> yeah. saying things like, M- Damon will come. My prince will save me. Like, we're hearing way from this guy. Oh, he gets smushed. That's why. Okay, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I like that. Good, good, good on
1: them. Yeah, what'd you think about uh, Damon cutting him in half instead of just cutting his head off? I guess it makes him easier to carry around. It was cool. It makes it harder. <laughs> Why didn't he cut? The but head he can off? drag him. He can drag him dramatically across the ground.
0: Yeah, it was more intense—the intestines, the everything—and <laughs> I will just say too. I think I told you guys, but after this episode, now that it's out, I really just need a good quality high quality from hbo image of damon with covered in blood like that will be my background on everything and i will look at it all the time it was just amazing so i need that
2: (laughs) good it was a chills <laughs> also interesting that um they had Damon covered in blood and rhaenyra and covered Rania, in blood in the same episode i, I just realized that now that it's going to yeah. be kind of like a parallel thing and they do keep kind of paralleling them like uh viserys is parallel. saying like must you be like Damon, you know he's a pain in my mm-hmm. ass you're a pain in my ass can't we just like kind of calm it down a little bit i think he said thorn in my side but it's the same thing uh let, let's go off um rashaan's comment because i think it's uh, a good place to start for the hunting bit Rashan says the hunt was so lame yeah. you have a stag tied up and the king just <laughs> has to kill a defenseless animal what which that part was uh was a, 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 yeah. a little a little upsetting to watch i mean mm-hmm. i would say that was kind of the emotional high point the, 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 the okay the emotional high point for me in the hunt sequence was right after Viserys, which it was very cuz everything I, I i think the idea rashan is that at this point in history there's been peace for so long They have to just like mock up their kind of warrior culture war stuff. Like there's no actual war to fight. The the crown's not really involved in the Step Zones thing, not on paper anyway. So, but it's still like a warrior culture. So we're just going to simulate real violence, but make it as risk averse as possible. And it just results in this sort of grotesque carnival show of we're tying up this defenseless animal who just wants to go around and eat plants or whatever a heart does. <laughs> and the King has to stab it through. And then Jason Lannister's there being like, yeah, stab that heart. <laughs> I was like, Ugh, that goes <laughs> creepy. and then paired with Ranira finding the white heart and saying, I, I, I'm not sure why it, it kind of uh, like got to me, but when she like said, no, don't hurt it. I was like,
1: Oh, because yeah.
2: i feel like that that's what her father wants to so, like pyceres didn't want to kill that thing he, a he was hungover, and b yeah. he just doesn't want to, <laughs> to 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 kill this lovely animal yeah and rainier is like doing what he wants to do but mm-hmm. can't because he has responsibilities Which i like that a lot of was like a, a lot of texture there like um maybe she should embrace her responsibilities more since she's gonna just have so much power but also it's Oh, she's young. Let her um, go with her heart, and not kill the beautiful animal. Because they would have killed that thing. They would have killed that beautiful heart. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad it got away.
0: <laughs> Me too.
1: Yeah. So I definitely I felt bad for the deer. Obviously, um, I totally agree about like the mock battle warrior culture it's kind of it tells you something about where they're at culturally but also about the kind of king viserys is Mm -hmm. because yeah he doesn't want to be out there hunting that thing he wants to be chilling and drinking wine and he wants everyone to leave him alone for five damn minutes so he can can just yeah i did too Mm -hmm. um but it's interesting thinking about like robert baratheon who was like i just need to go kill something let's Mm -hmm. go on a hunt so, so it definitely is kind of showing. You know, Viserys is a peacetime king; he's never been in a war before. Killing things is not really his bag. I loved how they cross cut or or yeah showed that back to back with Rhaenyra finding the heart. That got to me too. I thought that was beautiful. Was nice. Yeah. And I, we said this before you popped in, Dan, but none of this Kingswood stuff is from Fire and Blood. This is all uh, like an entirely made up uh, sequence for the show. And I thought it was really effective. I think it fleshed out a lot of the characters a lot more. Uh, as As Annaman says, Viserys is weak. I,
2: I agree with you, um, especially Viserys. Ooh. Like Viserys to me sort of owned the episode. And I was seeing some stuff on Twitter, yeah. which is always the authoritative place to go for the Discord. <laughs> Um, where they were talking about not most favorable uh <laughs> outlook and just saying like you know he's he's terrible like how can you expect when you're not to be mad about this i su- so i i guess he must have represented to jason Lannister that it's okay to go tell my daughter you're married to her without telling Renera, which is pretty terrible then again he says like she he's trying to talk about, he's trying to discuss it <laughs> yeah. he's But he said he's tried to discuss it with Rhaenyra, like, many times. She never wants to. I felt bad for him. I felt bad that he kept getting approached by people like, you know what you should do? You should marry your daughter to uh, your two-year-old son. And you know what you should (laughs) do? You should, um, you know, want you to kill this heart. Here's stuff about Daemon. We got to tend to this now. Like, he had people giving him really, really bad advice. And just not really bad, just really obviously self-serving advice over and over and over. And he got drunk. Yeah. I, I fell for him. How about you, Natalie? Did you feel bad or were you, yeah. Viserys, you can go take that giant spear Jason Lannister gave you and shove it.
0: <laughs> no, I did feel bad <laughs> for him. I did. This was the first time that I'm actually a little charmed by him. I like him now, I will say, for the most part. Um, but I think he, he was really, really strong in this episode. And yeah, it was everyone either saying, Mary Rhaenyra. Aegon's going to be your heir now yeah. um, or just, you know, telling him what to do. And he's just trying to chill out. And I was telling, yeah, I was telling Daniel before you jumped on to that. He does have a heart. Like, it seems like he genuinely does want what's best for Renira, And he's just trying to figure out, like, how that works for her because she doesn't want these things. So I think he's great in this episode and we'll see what happens next. But he was I liked him. He was cute
2: at the same time it's hard for him like i get why there's a rift because he married reneira's 15 year old best friend (laughs) um and then like when he tries to tell her like you must marry for duty like she has a good point where like well you could have married someone else besides my 15 year old best friend you didn't have to do that you could have married the 12 year old that would have been the weird thing to do for duty how about that how about that dad she's kind of like going (laughs) through a difficult rebellious teenage phase and there's a lot of good reason for her to be mad even if she wasn't doing that so it's a it's it's a rough time in the Targaryen family oh yeah when is it not honestly yeah as Adaman says i didn't like have a serious yell at her in front of everyone oh just yeah. that's that's never good is it any party at any thanksgiving any family <laughs> gathering you never want to like have the blow up with your brother or your mom or your cousin and then everyone just has to like act like it didn't happen and like pass the potatoes and like nothing's <laughs> wrong oh it just but again like Those little moments of drama I do like because like even though we're in the Kingswood with the king and his daughter and his hand and they're hunting a white heart. I think most people have probably been at some party or some family gathering where there's a little blow up in the corner and then everyone's like, "Mm, it's awkward now. And then someone gets drunk.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. Then everyone gets drunk. Yeah, I do. I really do think I like how Viserys likes to reason with Renera and it's not just like you're doing this and that's final. Like he does listen to her and we've seen that in the uh, the past two episodes as well. So I like their relationship. It's untraditional, but like it's fine. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I think Julie is a great question for both of, for all of us. Cause I did think it's a bit Julie saying Rhaenyra needs to get over it. So look, did we sympathize with Rhaenyra and Ooh. all her, I don't want to go tell my, br- my brother's birthday. I don't want to go on the hunt. I don't want to go kill the boar. Were we with it or cause th- th- because there was a part of me that was like, I mean, like I sympathize, but I, you know, th- it is what it is. No one wants to be the person who's like always a downer. Do they?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. I definitely feel bad for her. Um, I definitely sympathize with her. I mean, it's hard to put yourself in a situation like this because it's so different than our lives. But I would imagine I would probably be the same. But at the same time, you would think that she's been thinking for a few years now, like, oh, I probably have to get married soon. So I'm sure that's not a surprise to her.
2: Yeah, Daniel. Are you pro or anti Rhaenyra sulking the entire episode?
1: I am pro-sulk, sulk away, <laughs> Rhaenyra. I think your sulking is totally justified. I think she needed to sulk so that she could get to a point where she won't need to sulk next week because, cool, yeah, it, it it definitely is. Is Daniel giving one of those
2: he couldn't possibly know what's happening bits? Okay, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, it, this is not one of those. This is just me saying that, like, that was her arc for this episode. Kind of. She felt like she's being supplanted as the heir. And her journey was reaching a point where she's just going to accept that she is still trying to move into this place of being the heir in spite of the cultural pressures of living in Westeros. So if it had gone on more than this one episode, I would have been frustrated. But since it was like a one episode story, like this period in time where she is dealing with this and then... (laughs) Julie says, yes, but she's been sulking <laughs> for over two years. That I mean, we don't know the degree angry. of sulk during those two years.
0: We didn't see it.
1: Yeah. So Andamon, the time jump, I was worried for this episode. I was just going to say, what did you guys think of the time jump? I liked it a lot. Yeah. I mean, they're doing a good job, A,
2: of um telling us that time passed without making it like really laborious. Like there's a there's a two-year-old son there. And, you know, last week Viserys said, like, um, I would rather face Valerian than my daughter of 10 and five. And this time he's like, I'm horrified of my daughter of 10 and seven. Like, oh, you clever writers, you slipping in there, the time passed. I noticed that. The episodes themselves aren't covering tons of time, but like, they're kind of jumping ahead and like, it's it's like a, a little instance, a little drama. That kind of encapsulates what's been going on. It's very The Crown, and yeah, it 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 completely works. I like it. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I have a question about Alison Hightower. So Alison Hightower. So apparently, as long as as Renira has been sulking, Alison's been holding a candle for their friendship because she. I, I've had trouble kind of getting a hold on Alison as a character, and I guess I wasn't yeah. sure what to expect. But apparently, she feels bad for marrying Renira's father and is like in that first scene like it doesn't have to be this way Rhaenyra you know we, we could not be awful to each other and Rhaenyra is the one being passive aggressive and saying like does, does is it a royal command etc and so forth and that poor bard being caught yeah. between them and like <laughs> uh, you, you leave you leave no you stay you leave the friendship is dead says Sean yeah. yeah I agree but I think Rhaenyra I mean R- that also still wants it to be mm-hmm. and then even later like when Otto's talking to her and he's like make it gun king, make it gun I mean she still says like Rhaenyra will be a good queen. She, she still seems to support it, which is just interesting because, I don't know, I guess back to Rhaenyra's sulking it, 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 I, I, I suppose she just doesn't believe that Allison is in her corner anymore because yeah. that could be, I mean if Allison is someone who wants Rhaenyra to be queen, that's someone that Rhaenyra could have as an ally not as like a um uh, a keep at arm's length you're dead to me, you married my dad go away, Uh, sort of thing were you surprised that Allison is still
1: in Rhaenyra's corner in private? A little bit, a little bit, because, you know, the whole premise of this uh, eventual kind of divide that we're going to have between Allison and Rhaenyra, that's like kind of the heart of of this show in its own way, mm-hmm. or at least it will be as the show goes on. So I think it makes me feel a lot worse for Allison, but at the same time, it's kind of like, I married your dad, but we can still be friends. <laughs> It's totally understandable. It's so easy to to empathize with Rhaenyra and and Allison, like both of their positions. I think it is curious that Allison is still so much in Rhaenyra's corner because Allison has the male. Air now, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like almost against her own self interest to be in Renira's corner. Like that's how good of a friend she is that she is yeah. ag- against her own self interest and her own family's line. She wants to support her her best friend. Yeah, that's ooh, that's going to be heartbreaking. I think. I wish we had more time with them just as friends. It kind of sucks that we're on yeah. episode three and they're already on the outs. Yeah.
2: I'm not sure it will be heartbreaking because I never really felt like I got really attached to them as as, as best buddies, to, to be honest. And I I don't know. It seems like um th- they were friends for an episode. And then I didn't really get what Allison's game was in the second one. And now Allison still wants to be friends, but Rainier doesn't want to be friends. Maybe next week it'll be reversed. I don't know.
1: I'm sure you have no idea, Daniel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, none. You have to feel bad for Allison, too, because she's kind of pulled between everyone like yeah um rashawn has got a great comment about she may feel that way but otto is putting that bug in her ear that her son is the rightful heir Mm -hmm. and it is kind of like like she's trying to support rhaenyra meanwhile her father's like no no our my grandson is gonna be the heir like let's be real here he'll be the king and like (laughs) on the one hand i hate otto I hate him so much. I just want to like Ristophant, you're great. This isn't personal. But every time he's all smug, I just want to slap the smugness off his face because he he is so smug about his position. But at the same time, does he have a point? Do you think Otto has a point when he says Aegon will be king? Otherwise, there will be war because people just won't accept a queen.
0: Yeah. What, what,
1: what do you think about that? I think by people, he means him. Natalie, your answer.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I don't blame him, but I also strongly, strongly dislike him. So <laughs> I'm with you.
2: I liked the moment early on when it's Aegon 2's name day, which is just Westeros for birthday. can name a <laughs> normal thing. And Otto is with his older brother yeah. who is basically whispering and like, um, so, so his older brother is like the lord of the high tower. He's the lord of the family. He's the patriarch, and our second son. And Otto actually resists a bit. Like the yeah. brothers, like yeah. he, he have a grandson, so he'll be king. And Otto's like, I don't know, man. The king doesn't really think that way. And then the brothers like, then you'll make him think that way. And it just reminded me of, yeah. perhaps left to his own devices, Otto wouldn't be quite as big a tool. But mm. I, 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 I I, just like the idea of, you know, kind of um, trauma past generation. So Otto's older brother is leaning on him to do this. And then Otto leans on his daughter to do that. And then one day, Allison will lean on Aegon to do something horrible, too. That um, it's a chain that goes down. And I like that bit of like kind of humanizing yep. him moment. I don't like Otto still, but I did like that we, I felt like I understood him a little bit better in that moment. I liked that.
1: Yeah. It's nice. I don't want a whole lot of humanizing. uh, Like, uh, not that I don't (laughs) want humanizing of Otto, but like, I don't want to sympathize too bad, but it is nice to get those little moments that it's like, this isn't like, like Otto is not just totally awful. Like when Mm. he's empathizing with King Viserys about remarrying in the second episode, like, He's being genuine there. He's doing it to serve his own purposes, but he is being genuine. (laughs) So yeah, I, that generational, generational traumas is kind of a theme, even more so of this show than game of Thrones, Mm -hmm. because we're seeing so much time pass and seeing people being born and, and dying and stuff. And yeah, with Otto and Allison, that's tough.
2: Curious to see uh, where that goes. As Jen says, no, he's awful. Simple, direct to the point, like it. With Allison, I did like that she's. I mean, uh, Otto was funny when he was like to the king, like, "We found a white heart. What a great sign!" And on your son's second name day. It's like the gods are trying to tell us <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know what it is. I wonder if he's trying to say they should make him king. Maybe that's just the gods. It's not me. I'm not, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not one for all this portent stuff. That's just silly. But I mean, you know, it is there.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. He was really trying this episode because there's the whole portent thing and he suggests Ranira marry Aegon. I loved it. I loved Viserys' reaction where he just bursts <laughs> out laughing to that. He's two.
0: That was my reaction, too. That whole, like, that just five-second bit felt like a parody of the show in, like, just a quick <laughs> second because he bursted out laughing yeah. and said, he's two years old. That was too much. <laughs> Come on.
2: And then I also liked how uh, Viserys was so, got, he got so used to um, being given self-serving bad advice, like, um, you know, make your two-year-old son be a thing, married Jason Lannister, that when Lionel yeah. Strong, who we should look out for, mm. actually gave him good advice. Mm-hmm. He, he like he he didn't know what to say. He was so surprised. <laughs> he just got up silent, patted Lionel on the shoulder, and went to stare into a bonfire and wax philosophical <laughs> about dreams. Like
1: That's how much the good advice yeah. threw him. Yeah, totally. I loved that moment. That I loved good. that, that moment good. with Lionel. Can we talk about what Lionel said? Like, so there was some some interesting foreshadowing that we won't hit too hard because of spoilers. But Viserys' response to that is, let me guess, you think Harwin Breakbone Strong would be the best match. And he's a character we'll see more of in this show. He was in this episode. Did you guys see Harwin? Uh, did we see Harwin? I mean, I'm sure there was a guy who had a beard
2: I'm not and sure. like a sword in his hip, but I don't know if it was Harwin. Yeah.
1: So when Rhaenyra comes back to camp, when she's all covered in blood, yeah. there, there's yeah. Laris Clubfoot. And then there's a dude next to him. I wonder who the dude was.
0: <laughs> I missed him, but I don't know if I would have recognized him. The internet you- is like,
1: don't spoil anything
0: yeah that's what's happening yeah
2: <laughs> did you notice natalie the um gentleman with yeah. the um dislocated foot who was kind of yeah. around that is another like so they're laying this stuff in
0: okay
2: he's a character too and you know just good tv writing yeah. they're just kind of putting him on the screen and then when he comes back into stuff you would be like oh right
0: the foot guy <laughs> nice
2: laris that Lar- guy. The, 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 good, the foot good guy laris strong larry strong so close to being <laughs> a, a character named Larry. So, so close. Yeah. I, okay. I, I, I had One other point I wanted to make about Allison that I kept getting forgetting that when Otto leans on her, just go like, say, lean on the King to make sure he makes like an error. She didn't like, she okay. went in there, maybe uh, was intending to do it. But then I think uh, this was a, a good character moment for her. Like, I think saw that the King didn't want to hear that. Yeah. Like just, this is not the time to bring this up and talk about something else that was smart i liked that that she's um get maybe as she gets older she's realizing like Mm. i don't have to do exactly what my dad tells me all the time he's not always right so i'm gonna put some allison spin on this one and it worked
0: Mm. yeah i was surprised she didn't say anything um i think so far like i was with you that i think in the first episode especially i was like i don't know who you are what your intentions Mm. are what like you're feeling she was I was so indifferent towards her and now that we get to know her more I think she's just a huge people pleaser and it's oh, like
1: maybe yeah
0: is the best person in my life my dad's the most important person in my life I already lost my mom and so she's just like you were saying being stretched everywhere and trying to make everyone happy but I think yeah she's getting older and realizing you know what is right and what is wrong so I don't know how long that'll last because I know there's yeah. a lot of drama coming, but oh. I was ha- I was pleasantly surprised she didn't bring up Aegon. It,
2: it was a good moment, yeah, for her because she needs some some filling out. As LCH says, I felt bad for the poor foot guy. <laughs> um, yeah, he'll come back, Lch. So so we'll see how you feel in a couple in a couple of weeks. Marshawn says she's the queen. She can tell her dad no. You would think, but um, she's also a seventeen year old queen. So who knows if you, if they want to go up there. Julie says she's a bit sneaky because she knows just how far she can go. But she still listens to Otto for now. Oh, they're all growing up so fast, though. Who knows where it will be the next time jump. (laughs) Any other points you guys wanted to hit from this episode or any of you guys out there who watching in Internet land?
0: No, I don't think so. I'm trying to think there. There was, I think, a lot that happened. And then I was trying to process it. And then the Damon thing happened and completely (laughs) took over. But what did you just think of?
2: Uh, Christian Cole. We have to at least um, hit on the Kristen Cole of it all. So (laughs) Another character who's going to be more important. I was surprised how little he had to do in the first two episodes, frankly. And now I thought it was pretty natural the way they just kind of paired him with Rhaenyra. They sort of, you know, palled around. Uh, He thanked her for changing his life. Um, Did either Natalie mention you because I mean like you a haven't seen the episodes like someone else in this room and haven't read the book. (laughs) Yeah. What was your read on their back and forth? Kristen Cole and Rhaenyra when they were wandering in the forest.
0: I really liked it. I thought it seemed genuine. And I really, I did really like that part of her kind of think saying, you know, I have no power. No one listens Mm. to me. Nothing I do matters. Essentially. She was sulking, but it's okay. She was, And he was like, no, what you did changed my life forever. And so I thought that was really great. I really like him so far. However, I see the people on Twitter saying like, "Just wait until you see what happens." So eh, just
2: ignore them. Then.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. as Jen
2: says, he's her only friend, which hey, she does need true. right now, uh, right? Like yeah. with Allison, yeah. she's just not talking to her. Um, yeah, she she does need some um some friendship. Julie says, "I was so scared Crystal Cole was going to get hurt." Please don't let him get hurt. Good. I'm glad that Kristen Cole seems to be making a good impression. He 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 was nice here. Yeah.
1: Um. And yeah, I'm glad we got to spend some 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 time with him. I liked him much more than I expected to. Honestly, like in this episode when he like that moment that Natalie mentioned where he's like, e- everything. I owe everything to you. Like mm-hmm. you you're already helping people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved that moment. I really liked that Kristen and Renira just kind of got to go off and have an adventure by themselves in the Kingswood he he's a character i didn't expect for some reason i just was i didn't expect to really connect with him as much as i have or enjoy him as much mm-hmm. as i have so i'm i i definitely like where their dynamic is going and and kind of how well developed he is at this point or that and we're we'll starting to see at this point
2: who knows what it's like <laughs> now, right daniel I, I, I remember thinking like when the boar came out of the underbrush and it was dark and you and Kristen were just kind of hanging out in the campfire. And like it like like Kristen like flew like like eight feet in the air. I'm like, can a boar do that? That that looks hard. That was an impressive yeah. boar. that's was a very strong boar.
1: I've been thinking about this because you wrote it. You put this in your review. Dan's review of this episode is up on the site. It's great. It's so good. And ever since reading that line about, could a boar make someone fly through the air like that? I've been thinking, like, could they? <laughs> and I don't know. Like, he's in full plate armor. No, no, no. I guess it no. would he take him his, off like, his feet. His, would he fly through the air? jammies. There. His jammies. Oh, if he's in his jammies, then yeah, totally realistic. <laughs> Flying. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I will call it, because he definitely, like, the, the
2: armor was off to the side in a little pile little etsy shop and he was in like whatever knights wear under their armor i yeah. remember that which i'm going to call my jammies so natalie yeah. so because under Armour. you know uh, <laughs> under armor <laughs> hey we, hey sponsor us under armor and we'll start saying stuff like that <laughs> so just natalie because daniel has like you know seen something and i've read the book i'm curious for your perspective on this so going to episode four what do you think will happen looking forward to seeing happen any ideas spring to mind there participation,
0: Yeah, I'm wondering, so I haven't watched the teaser for next week, so I don't know, but no. I'm wondering if there will be another few years of a time jump, just because I feel like there still needs to be some things that happen before we switch the actresses. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking Rhaenyra might get married. Yeah. I don't know how many times she gets married. So this is all just predictions. I think she might get married because it seemed like she was coming around at the end of this episode to like, okay, if I choose sure. him and i mean i am honest just i am really really curious to see what happens with her and allison i think it is kind of weird right now but i i just know that there's juicy stuff coming between them and i want to see more Damon, of course that's always going to be my answer excellent
2: i would i have not seen these episodes um but i would venture to guess that all of those things will be addressed and how
0: all right I'm
2: excited. Anything else you want to talk about, guys, before we wrap it up?
1: I, I don't think beyond some little Easter eggy things, did you guys notice that Viserys is missing half of two of his fingers in this episode? Someone pointed I that out.
0: It's someone said it. Yeah, someone wrote it in the comments and I did not notice.
1: Yeah.
2: Two fingers. Is that because of more yeah. iron-throney cuts or is it... What does he have?
0: He's just dying, I think.
1: <laughs> I mean, we're all dying. Like, this <laughs> right. Is, uh, yeah, it's, it hasn't I kind of like that they're leaving it somewhat ambiguous because it's like, Mm -hmm. is it the Iron Throne that's like kind of giving him this wasting disease? He could just have something, but at the same time in the premiere, (laughs) when he's yelling at Damon, when he disinherits Damon as the heir, he clutches the throne with that hand and there's blood running down the throne. So presumably that's when he injures that hand. And then, yeah, at this point, it's, uh, you know, keep an eye on his glove if you rewatch the episode because his his two fingers are a little like looser oh it's in the one scene where allison is giving him advice is where you actually see his hand when they go back to king's landing that's cool the one bit that um that i i
2: didn't notice there's an easter egg just okay so viserys and people are like hunting for the stag or the heart whatever you call it and um the one Mm guy's like the droppings here king they're they're fresh and then viserys (laughs) takes the stag droppings in his hand smell someone they're like oh yeah that's good that's good stuff we can go for this i'm like what the hell you're the king put those down like surely someone else can
1: sniff poop for you as a king. you're
0: gonna do that yeah auto can do, it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Otto
1: can do it. anybody can do it <laughs> that's how he feels like he's actually hunting is smelling
2: the poop like folk are thinking you're weak like if people thought i would weak i would not voluntarily sniff <laughs> poop. i would have I would have other people do it for me if I could. And you know he can. Yeah. So that bit was a little weird, to be yeah. honest. I don't know why that that's stuck fair. Out to Like, What the hell's going on? <laughs> that's funny. There's got to be a royal guy for this.
1: Yeah, right? A, a royal poop sniffer. Uh-huh. Um, can we talk just for a second about Lady Red Wine? Because that's an Easter egg oh, you caught kid. that. Yeah. I thought was fascinating. So the the woman that Rhaenyra dresses down in the tent for gossiping, uh, the, I think it's the pug lady. Yeah, it is. Uh, is Lady Redwine, and that is Olena Tyrell's ancestor because yes. she was Redwine before she married into the Tyrell family. I kind of wonder how many generations back that is because Olena's pretty old in Game of Thrones. So like 172 years. I mean, that's that's a ways. It's, mm-hmm. it's like that's
2: it, a waste. I don't know. Maybe we can go um, try to math it out later. <laughs> but um, I don't think grandmother. There, there have to be like yeah. great, great. There's got to be a couple of greats on there. Couple of greats. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Julie's with me. Yeah, yeah. She thought he, she thought the same when the king was filling his own cup. Why does he do that for him? Because no one respects him. That's his problem. He got to get people. You're king. You got to get people filling your wine, sniffing that poop, and just doing things <laughs> for you without even thinking about <laughs> it. I would have someone kill that yeah. boar because that boar is upsetting to see die. Yeah. But, um, we'll see if uh, Viserys can get his groove back and, or just find some groove for the first time in his life. When episode <laughs> four airs next Sunday, same bat time, same bad place. And we are going to be covering it again. We cover new episodes of house of the dragon every Sunday after the show is over. We'll probably be hanging around a little beforehand um, to just chat it up with you guys about our feelings. And I hope you come by on the Winners' Coming Facebook page and Winners' Coming YouTube page every Sunday to see our thoughts, to, to give us your thoughts, and so we can a- wrap back and forth. We also do um, Take the Black Live shows every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Center Time. Same places, Winners' Coming Facebook page, Winners' Coming YouTube page. And we'll see you there, too. And... You can get us in podcast form wherever podcasts are downloadable, be it Google Play, iTunes, or elsewhere. Thanks so much for coming. Natalie, thanks for being here as well. Always great to get your perspective. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being here. Thank you for enjoying everything that HBO has to give us with this ongoing Dragon program. Good night and good luck. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by FanSided. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between.
1: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.